The Denver Broncos' newest head coach met with the media on Friday. Nathaniel Hackett has a lot of energy to him. What are our takeaways from the media press conference where we were introduced to Nathaniel Hackett, not to mention what's going on with the Broncos' offensive coordinator position and what could be expected of some remaining staff coming into 2022? We talk about that and much more on today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Benninger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Locked On Network and Nine News Broncos country, thank you so much for making this podcast your first listen of the day every single day. You can get Lockdown Broncos free and available everywhere you get your podcast and audio format. You can watch us here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on notifications so you never miss on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. Sir, my friend, hey, hope you've had a great weekend, my friend. I tell you what, Friday was a, a really good day in Broncos country. Just the yes. one day where I felt like the fan base, I have never seen the fan base this united, this excited in quite some time. I tell you what. It's quite refreshing. It is refreshing. And you know what? I feel the excitement from the fan base. You and I were just talking off the air about the numbers for this last month. So kudos to everyone who's listening, oh, everyone man. who's watching. Thank you all so much for supporting it. It truly does mean so much to me and Cody. I mean, for us to be able to celebrate just an incredible, incredible month. And obviously there's a lot going on in Broncos country, but you're right, Cody. I feel like the the Nathaniel Hackett press conference really galvanized everybody for a moment there, I feel like maybe, and this might just be crazy to say, but I feel like we might have been united in orange there for like a day, a couple, you know, just an hour, that 45-minute presser. It was great. No, you know, you mentioned it too, and I can I got to give you all the credit in the world for this because just about a month and a half ago, you called Nathaniel Hackett. He's a real-life Ted Lasso, and we got those vibes in the presser <laughs> on Friday. I mean, for media members, for fans to kind of really see what he can do, I mean, you can see how contagious his energy is. I can only imagine what that would do for a locker room. I just go back to when I was a player, Sarah, and I, I think about the type of coach that he is, just the vibe that I get from him, and I'd be like, man, I'm really excited to play for a coach like this, you know, because I think there's going to be this fine line between Nathaniel Hackett he's got this laid-back personality with energy it's it's going to be about getting accomplishments done and obviously making sure that the Broncos try to win games but he's also going to hold you accountable too which I think is that fine balance that you need but more importantly there's some energy there's some life in Broncos country and after the last two head coaches there wasn't really a much passion much energy that we've seen so far so I think that as a media member sir it's very refreshing to see a coach who has a ton of energy and a ton of passion. But let's get to some of the takeaways from his introductory press conference on Friday. I think one thing stood out to me, Sarah, outside of just the energy. You know, he made a couple of uh, f- friendly plays at John Elway saying, hey, John Elway, I need that jersey. He mentioned just some of the stuff that the Broncos did back in the 90s. And I know we'll touch on what the offense may look like under his philosophy there. But I think for a guy like Nathaniel Hackett, you know, the thing that he had said the most was that everything that they're going to do is going to be tailor-made to what the players are good at. I think that's Super important. And he said, hey, look, we're going to have fun, but we need to win games. Winning's going to make things even more fun. I'm on board with that. What were some of your takeaways here from his presser on Friday? Yeah, I think you, you hit on one of them there. For me, it's really getting the playmakers involved. And it was funny. You know, the Broncos, I think, shared a clip of him saying something to that effect or whatever that quote exactly was. They shared that on their Instagram page. And you saw one of the top likes on that 
particular post was from Jerry Judy. So, I mean, it's just, it's just funny. I mean, he doesn't obviously mean anything by that. A lot of the players like a lot of the Broncos posts, but at the same time, it's funny to see him liking a post about a coach talking about, you know, Hey, we're going to utilize our playmakers and we're going to get them involved. And he said something in specific that I think was really important. He said, we're going to highlight their strengths and we're going to do a lot of that, <laughs> you know, just finding, okay, what's this guy's strength and then do a lot of it. You know, that sounds so simplistic and it sounds so rudimentary, but at the same time, the Broncos have really failed in the simplistic. They've really failed at the rudimentary. I mean, just just simply getting the right players involved consistently has been a problem area. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to hear him in like a month or whenever the next time we get to hear him after he's gone through this roster and gotten a chance to like evaluate because it'll be crazy to hear what he has to say about like not specifically Pat Shermer, but the way that Pat Shermer got those guys involved and how he's going to do things differently. When he's going to have to do a lot of teachings. Well, I mean, obviously if he's taking over and, and look, we'll focus on what the Broncos current staff may look like going to the next season, whether there's some carry over there, if there is, Obviously, there's going to be a time where those guys have to adjust the way they do it to what Nathaniel Hackett wants as a coach. But, you know, you mentioned the highlighting strengths and doing a lot of it. That is something that Pat Shermer simply did not do. And we all know the story. When players are going to Pat Shermer throughout the season and said, hey, coach, you know, this isn't really working for us. Can we try this? And he said, no, I'm the coach. You're the players. I'm going to keep coaching. You guys just keep playing. That right there, when you dismiss players and you don't create a collaborative environment, that's another word that you mentioned, collaborative, Sarah. I mean, it's music to my ears. Now, granted, look, ladies and gentlemen, these are just words they have us all kind of believing having us all excited whether we're media whether you're a fan you have this excitement and optimism to you now obviously actions speak louder than words it's one thing that we're looking forward to seeing but that's what nathaniel hackett said as well actions speak louder than words now also you know ter- in terms of looking at the offense he made a couple of notions we you know what is what are you guys going to do there and he said we're going to have a really strong emphasis on outside zone being able to stretch the ball out wide being able to attack and being very disciplined on the offensive line and then setting up the pass with the run i like that and, you know a lot of it's going to be requiring that boot action where you're going to sell it all the way to the right side old school like we what we saw with mike shanahan's off offense where you create flow to one side you boot the opposite side and then you find the guys on the crossing patterns or the vertical routes there i'm excited to see what the broncos do now granted you wish they could just get to work right now but free agencies coming up the nfl draft they're still months and months away from being able to get back on the football field so sarah are, we're gonna have to contain our excitement here just a little bit on today's episode lockdown broncos but one thing that he, st- he said that is super important quarterback development you know, being able to, you know, use the run to set up the pass and obviously protect with the offensive line, have a strong running game, but also focusing on what your quarterback does well, not putting your quarterback in a situation where he's going to fail, not putting too much on his shoulders by making him do things that he's not really good at. It's working on those things, sharpening those tools. That's so critical. And I, I think that speaks a lot to guys like Drew Locke, which look, the first episode of Behind the Broncos from the social media team, it drops on Monday, ladies and gentlemen. So be sure to stay on the lookout for that. But obviously for Nathaniel Hackett, the next head coach for the Denver Broncos is officially in place. We're excited. Let us know if you're excited as well. Let us know in the comment section down below on YouTube. Are you excited about Nathaniel Hackett, the energy that he's bringing to Broncos country? But coming up here in just a moment, Broncos country, both Sarah and I, we're going to get into a conversation about what's going on with the Broncos offensive coordinator position. Are they going to hire somebody to come in and call plays or is Nathaniel Hackett 
Hackett going to call plays himself? We talk about that and much more coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, that is our good friends over there at Built Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, you know it as the best tasting protein bar that is out there on the market today. It's also the healthiest protein bar that is out there today. The bars are covered in 100% milk chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And you can check out the nine amazing delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor that you can get at Built. They have monthly specials every single month with rotating new flavors. Go find yours today at Built.com. If you need a little bit of extra fuel to help yourself get through your day, Built Bar has you covered. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. That is tremendous for something that's covered in 100% milk chocolate. So go to Built.com today, and when you go to checkout, use promo code LOCK15. You know what that's going to do? That's going to get you 15% off your next order at Built.com. Once again, promo code LOCK15 gets you 15% off at Built.com. All right, sir, as we jump into the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Once again, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, both Sarah Bedder, myself, we're so glad to be able to bring you daily Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage here on Lockdown Broncos. But, Sarah, hey, the question that everybody is asking right now in Broncos country, is Nathaniel Hackett going to call plays or are they going to bring somebody in? Well, what if I told you it's a little bit of both here, Broncos country? What does that mean? Well, let's talk about it right here. Now, the Broncos, they originally – the plan was, the rumor was for Adam Stenovich, the Green Bay Packers run game coordinator and O-line coach to become the offensive coordinator for the Broncos. However, the Packers said, nope, we're blocking you because we're promoting Stenovich to our OC. So now that move is kind of off the table here, which kind of creates a little bit of an interesting dynamic here. We'll talk about what it maybe means for one Broncos position coach from the prior staff coming up here in just a little bit. But Sarah, you know, originally, how do you maybe foresee Nathaniel Hackett kind of strategizing in his head? He had a plan for one guy. It fell through. Now we got to see who's next. Yeah, I think when you go through the interview process, you probably got to have like, you know, if A doesn't work out, what's B? And if B doesn't work out, what's C? You know, and have like some plans that you feel really good about, right? Because as a, you know, as a potential head coach, obviously things don't always go exactly as you want them to. So I think for for Nathaniel Hackett, I think this, I'm, I wouldn't want to call it contingency, but maybe alternative plan or plan B or whatever has been in place from the beginning. And they kind of just know, hey, we're going to pivot here. We're going to pivot here. And maybe you have a few options that you you really like a lot. And I think what's really interesting about this to me, Cody, is the fact that the Packers didn't just promote Luke Getze, who uh, you know took a job with the Chicago Bears and who interviewed with the Denver Broncos for their position. What does that say about how they feel about Getze? What does that say about how they really feel about Stenovich? I think that's I think that's kind of fascinating. And maybe obviously Nathaniel Hackett was on to something there, you know. So, um, but but that also has deeper roots that we can talk about in another episode about a particular quarterback but I think obviously familiarity is is key when you're talking about Nathaniel Hackett you're talking about collaborative you're talking about he wants to he doesn't want to just be like Pat Shermer what we talked about in the in the first segment where he's just kind of like hey you know I'm the I'm the guy who's calling these plays you go do your thing um, he, he wants to be collaborative so it makes sense to bring in guys that you know and obviously, in, the interviews are out there. The, the potential is out there. Justin Outen, the Packers tight end coach. Uh, and then uh, you, you mentioned Kevin Coger, who's on staff with Brandon Staley as well. A couple of really interesting names to me. Two guys that have worked with the Green Bay Packers. And I think that's going to be a theme, right? Former Packers guys. So, <laughs> um, And I believe, uh, I believe Justin Outen 
worked with Syracuse as well, if I, if memory serves me correct, Cody. So stuff from him at with the Atlanta Falcons. So he's with, worked with Matt Lafleur, other places, Kyle Shanahan. So a, a few reasons to be excited beyond just the fact that hey, these guys all work for the Packers, and that could mean Aaron Rodgers. You know, there's more reasons to be excited. <laughs> Well, it's all about what we call the QB collective, right? The whole evolving Shanahan scheme, which really is the West Coast offense. You can see that outside wide zone concept here by the Denver Broncos, which helps me you know, kind of peg the question to myself. Probably means that Melvin Gordon is probably going to be coming back to the Broncos if, in fact, George Payton wants to pay him a certain amount. Now, what is that amount? I have no idea. I always see these fans throw out theories like, well, you know, let's bring it back if it's this amount per year or this amount. I'm like, First off, like that's not our it's not our money. We're not the ones who are going to decide that George Payton understands market value. And I understand there's this whole group of people. It's like the people with analytics. But there's also a group of people that are like, don't pay running backs. You have to have two good running backs to be sustainable in the NFL. And I think that's something we're going to see throughout the NFL playoffs. I think we're going to see in the Super Bowl, the teams that are there. You know what they use? They use more than one running back, which is so useful in today's day and age. Not to mention, you don't want the Javante Williams that take all this damage, take all this kind of contact throughout a season. You want to preserve him and you want to have a guy behind him that's suitable. I think both he and Melvin Gordon, they complement each other really well. I think in this scheme, both these guys have a really good opportunity to have a lot of success there. So that's one thing I'm looking at there. But, you know, going back to Justin Outen as well, right? Familiarity, I think this, this is the one important thing we want to kind of hit on here because Nathaniel Hackett, he's bringing in guys that, you know, he understands, knows what he's thinking, knows what he wants because Nathaniel Hackett was flat out in the press conference. He said, I'm going to call plays like he, he said it was, you know, a lot of excitement. There was no kind of a harsh tone to it, but he came out and he said, I'm going to call plays and he's going to get everything situated. So I do think that this also poses a question too for something that Nathaniel Hackett does need. Now, if you're going to be an offensive head coach that does call plays, you need to make sure that the people that are up in the booth that are saying, hey, you need to challenge us, that they are the right people, right? Because the Broncos have been snake bitten by that for quite some time. I remember Vance Joseph didn't have a lot of success with uh, you know successful challenges. Vic Fangio didn't have a lot of success trying to challenge plays. You need somebody up in the box that can really obviously, you know, kind of flow with you there. But I think more so the offensive coordinator, we go back to what we learned from Peter Bukowski and, you know, last week's episode, Lockdown Broncos on Friday, the bit there when Nathaniel Hackett, what he was responsible for, for the offense, for the Packers, even though the Matt LaFleur calls the plays, the red zone package. So more than likely, whoever he brings in as the offensive coordinator will be responsible for designing these game plans for certain facets like red zone, third down, midfield, two-minute warning. And then obviously it's going to flow into what Nathaniel Hackett wants as a head coach. We talk about collaboration. While he is going to be calling plays, he's going to utilize everybody else. Pat Shermer did everything in a sense of trying to design everything the way that he wanted it to and unfortunately never wanted to evolve. Nathaniel Hackett mentioned that this game is ever-evolving and you have to change with it. That's one thing I think that is going to bode well for the Denver Broncos. I completely agree with that, Cody. I really do. And I think that just as you're talking about it, here, here I'm sitting here thinking just like, man, the, the <laughs> possibilities are so exciting. We got all these different specialists focused on these different areas of the team. And it's just the collaborative way that that works out. Like, there's such a difference between the type of collaboration that you're describing and the type of collaboration that I picture from Vic Fangio and his staff, which, look, those guys are all veteran coaches. I mean, they've kind of been there, done that in a lot of different ways and areas. And and so it's kind of almost feels like everything is is just kind of like parsed out in, in different sections. Like the defense is, is Vic Fangio's, the offense is Pat Shermer, the special team, Tom McMahon. Like you all have your own areas and you stick to your area and you do your area. And it's not so much – 
collaborative, you know, as much as this sounds to me. So not that everything that Fangio did was was terrible, but obviously it didn't work offensively in specific. So to me, this is very, very exciting to even be talking like this about these potential <laughs> candidates and the way that they could, you know, utilize the playmakers, talk about a red zone package, third down, midfield, this scenario, that scenario, being that detailed offensively to me and having a ton of people on the same page. That just that just warms my heart, man. It really does. And and the, just the <laughs> idea right now. We're talking about ideas. Like you said, this was a press conference. We're waiting for the on-field product. Yeah. But man, it, if it isn't encouraging for Broncos fans to listen about what the on-field product could be, I don't know what else would get your juices flowing. Broncos country, you owe it to yourself to be excited to have some optimism for once in Broncos country. Nathaniel Hackett's providing. Sarah, I missed out on something, a point I wanted to make about his press or takeaway there. He did mention something else like the importance of all every facet of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. He's coached offense. He's coached defense. He's coached special teams. He's had involvement as coordinators there at various levels of his job. He's assisted in those positions. So he said, even though I'm the head coach and I'm calling the offense, I'm going to be involved with the defense. I'm going to be involved with special teams. We need to have have a strong emphasis on being good in all three facets. I, I tell you what, I'm excited about it because, look, that's what the Broncos need. They need somebody that is focused on every element of the game, not just one side of the ball. So I'm super excited for this hire, and now we'll see who gets named as the official offensive coordinator. Obviously, time will come, and then we'll obviously take a look at maybe some D.C. candidates as well. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Sarah and I are going to get into a conversation about what this potentially means for the current members of the Broncos coaching staff. Nathaniel Hackett met with them last week via Zoom. We'll talk about maybe which guys could potentially stay on and who might go elsewhere. We get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. It's our good friends over there at the Get Upside app. Ladies and gentlemen, you never have to pay full price at the gas pump ever again with the free Get Upside app that you can download now in the App Store or Google Play today. And when you sign up and you download the app, make sure that you use promo code TOUCHDOWN and you can get an additional $0.25 cents per gallon on your first tank fill up today with the free Get Upside app. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, you don't to pay full price at the gas pump ever again you get cash back instantly using get upside just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank today some people who drive a lot are making up to as just 200 to 300 dollars per year in cash back alone it hits your account instantly there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account Instantly, you can cash out anytime with your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card brand like Amazon or other brands. Just once again, download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank fill today. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Broncos country, we see jumping to the fourth quarter action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos here on your favorite audio podcasting platform here on YouTube where you can watch us, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you never miss out on all the action, all the coverage, all things Denver Broncos every single day, all year long. We have you covered there, sir, my friend. Now, obviously, with the hiring of a new head coach, there's a positional group of staff members from the previous regime that are just awaiting their fates, and as it stands right now, Nobody's really been let go. Nobody's been told, okay, hey, we're not bringing you back. Everything is on standby. Now, on Friday, before he got into the team facility, Nathaniel Hackett, he got on a Zoom call with the Broncos staff, with all the you know coaches and also digital media, everybody else, like the entire organization. He got on a Zoom call, and there will be some clarity coming forward this week for the Denver Broncos here. Now, I think we originally touched on it, too, with Adam Stenovich initially being the guy that the Broncos were planning to have as their OC based on Nathaniel Hackett. He was going to have some involvement with the offensive line. It almost made it seem like Mike Munchak could have been gone. At this point, now I think that maybe maybe there's a strong chance Mike Munchak stays. And I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, what, how does that differentiate from what Mike Munchak coaches up with his scheme? 
outside zone blocking scheme. I mean, he's an offensive line coach. He's really good at it. He's, he's played in outside zone schemes. He's coached it before. It's just about collaboration. So it's going to be up to Nathaniel Hackett. Do you keep Mike Munchak around? Which, look, Sarah, I think that if I had to choose, I would keep Munch around. I think he's been super impactful for the Broncos, for a lot of these young guys that are on the offensive line. However, his future with the organization is really uncertain right now. How would you feel about that? I would love to have Mike Munchak back, Cody. And obviously, I think Munchak, with the reason that he moved to Denver in the first place, let's just be real about it. I don't think it was Vic Fangio. I don't think it was necessarily even the Denver Broncos. I think, obviously, he moved out for family reasons, right? And the Broncos happened to be a huge bonus. Like, they needed somebody like him to come in and help develop their offensive linemen. And so, to me, I would be absolutely on board with Mike Munchak sticking around. Like you said, I mean, he's been around every type of – like if if somebody were to go up to Mike Munchak and be like, what do you really know about the outside zone scheme? I bet you he'd have a good laugh. Like give me a break. This guy is a is an NFL offense Hall of Fame, by the way, offensive lineman. And he's been an offensive line coach for decades at this point. I'm pretty sure he could teach outside zone if that's what they're and – and there's familiarity with these other guys, right? The, the players that are already there. So there's familiarity with the coaching. So it might just kind of work out. And frankly, to me, Cody, some of the best – plays that I've seen from our offensive linemen over the past couple years with Mike Munchak have been the plays where they're pulling outside and they're getting out in space and they're using their movement skills. And I know that's not all outside zone is, but man, it just seems to me like the personnel could really fit with this type of offensive scheme. You got so many freakish athletes out there like Garrett Bowles. People forget freak athlete, uh, Quinn Miners, freak athlete. I think Dalton Reisner is a better fit for outside zone. I feel like there's just a lot of different moving parts here that, makes sense for Mike Munchak to stay, but he's not the only one that I think I really feel should stay. There's a lot of, there's again, a ton of moving parts here and a ton of potential. Like, well, you know, this guy might be better than this guy, but at the same time, you and I have talked a lot about Christian Parker. I think he's kind of one of our, our favorite guys. And I really hope that he sticks around as well. Well, and obviously right now too, Sarah, there's a lot of traction for Christian Parker to stay on the staff, according to our good friend, Mike Kliss, who is our Nine News Broncos insider here for the Lockdown Network, and obviously Nine News is general there. But outside of that, you know, I'm excited about this. He's likely to stay on as a defensive backs coach here. Now, another question I have too, outside of, you know, a guy like Christian Parker, Chris Beak has been a defensive, a passing game coach here for the Denver Broncos as well. He has been well-loved in that locker room by Broncos players. He's been an intricate part of their game planning. I wonder if they try to preserve that a little bit, kind of what the Miami Dolphins are doing. The Dolphins organization flat out came out and said, hey, whoever we hire as our next head coach, we want to keep a lot of our defensive coaches in position because our unit is pretty good there. Same could be mm-hmm. said here for the Denver Broncos here. The guys like Reggie Herrings, Coach Kolar. I mean, I don't know if you can get rid of a guy like Bill Kolar, who's been around for so long, has been on Super Bowl winning teams, has been a fantastic coach there. I feel like the, you have a coaching staff here who can kind of blend into everything that maybe what Nathaniel Hackett needs. And we talk about collaboration. I think maybe you have that. But also at the same time, I could also see it from Nathaniel Hackett's standpoint that maybe you don't necessarily want too much carryover from the previous regime if certain elements weren't so positive for the team, right? And there's some other things that goes on in the locker room that we don't necessarily know about. Obviously, guys have loyalties. They get really close to somebody. And so when you try to do something different or you're taking orders from somebody new, it can be a little bit of a rough spot there. But that's where I think egos have to be let aside because Nathaniel Hackett doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's going to be a dictator in the locker room with his coaching staff. He's going to delegate. 
He's going to communicate. He's going to collaborate with everybody. So something to keep an eye on there. But Christian Parker, strong, strong chance. He stays on the staff. But the Broncos, they're still looking right now for the Los Angeles Rams. They want to interview Ejiro Evero. Obviously, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's best friend. There's a lot of great stories, a lot of great tidbits from the Times at UC Davis. The best man, obviously, at Nathaniel Hackett's wedding. I mean, the storyline's kind of right himself. This is a prime position for him to be able to come to Denver for Nathaniel Hackett. We'll see if the Rams let it happen because, look, last year, Sean McVay blocked Kevin O'Connell for being able to go to Brandon Staley and Los Angeles Chargers. So we'll see if that's the case. Could the Rams look to promote internally, depending on if their defensive coordinator gets a head coaching job elsewhere in the cycle? I mean, right now, so much is kind of crazy, you know, on the line. Everything is crazy. It's chaotic right now. We don't know who's going where. However, a lot of things to monitor for the Los Angeles Rams side of things. So will the Broncos have their new defensive coordinator in place here this week, sir? I'm looking forward to seeing if that's going to be the case and what that may mean for the organization. But Broncos country expected there will be some more staff and personnel moves made this week that both Sarah Benger, myself, we're going to have you covered all week long here, the Lockdown Broncos podcast. And also we're going to do a mailbag. Now that the Broncos have their head coach in place, you can send in your mailbag questions to both Sarah and myself on Twitter. Just find my tweet on Twitter, at Cody Ork NFL. It's got Sarah tag, at Sarah Benninger, at Lockdown Broncos. Reply to that with your mailbag question, and we'll try to answer as many as we can on Lockdown Broncos here this week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Once again, if you love the show, if you're a brand new viewer or listener, hit that follow or hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news content and coverage all year long. Locked on Broncos.